This is episode six of Amplified Marriage. Are you in this marriage for me or for we? Welcome to another episode of Amplified Marriage. My name is Brian. My name's Natalie. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are. Grab your coffee, grab your tea or your chai tea or a bag of Doritos. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to be talking about covenant versus contract marriage. Yep. Are you excited? I am. This is a good one. This is a good one. It's not as boring <laughs> as uh, as contracts can sometimes be. Hey? Yeah, we're no lawyers, but we're talking <laughs> about the joy part of being married and the difference between are you in a me relationship versus a we relationship. That's right. So really, as we get into this, just starting off even with what contracts really are, marriage really is a form of a contract. It's between two people. However... <laughs> Marriage is not always that simple. No. Right? So say I work for a company. I have a contract with a company. I used to be in renovations and we would had a contract, me and my partner at the time. We would have a contract with a company or with the customer. And what I would do is we'd have all the things that they wanted, all the things and how we operated, 30 days, blah, 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 deposits, all that kind of stuff. And you have them sign. It's a transaction. And so you're making a transaction. So I provide them with a service. And they're giving me money. Right. That's really not how it works in marriage. No. You don't have that option in marriage or most marriages. There probably is something like that somewhere, somehow. But right. um, in a, that's not what we're talking about today. But contracts involve services rendered and services received. Yeah. Right? And so a marriage isn't just an exchange of services. No. It, it's about people. It's about the one you love. It's not a tit for tat situation. Where what were you saying? How were you saying this before? Just that. Well, I was just thinking back to when we were talking about what our views were on marriage. We went into it, not even real. Like we, we didn't have the language of covenant. We're having a covenant relationship or contract. Or we're not doing a prenup, or we had no money, so a prenup you really take wasn't. Me for everything that you have, really and you have my seven dollars and my Walmart right. job. But, um, so we talked about divorce not being an option. Right. Um, and we've walked through stuff in our earlier years of marriage where it just about, I mean, we almost did get divorced, but we didn't go into it with that mindset. And so sometimes, you know, with the whole marriage is not just an exchange of services, but sometimes when we're wounded, Mm -hmm. we can treat our spouse or we can treat the union of marriage as such as you know well you made me mad because you didn't fulfill my needs and so then i am going to withhold something from you that i know that you're wanting yeah and it can be it could be sex it could be money or whatever it might be right um doing anything to fulfill your needs you like home-cooked meal well then i'm not going to cook your meals Right, and it could be Is so. That why I sometimes don't get it a could be so. Well, no. Um, wow. Moving on. Like moving on. We need to talk about that. But it's not. We don't withhold when we don't get. That's right. So a contract can also be agreed upon people in secret. Like I was just thinking about when you sold your car. <laughs> And there wasn't like this witness or an extra signature or anything like that. It was it was an exchange 
of documents. It was an exchange of signatures and it was exchange of money. Yeah. Um, and no one knew unless we mentioned, oh, hey, I sold my car. Like there wasn't an audience privy to that. Um, and yours and the person who bought your car signatures were the only sort of evidence that yeah. that had happened, right? Yeah. So marriage, I mean, you can think that you're conducting it in secret by eloping and things like that, but it it, it does not, like, it can be a man, a woman, a judge, a justice of the peace, a pastor or whatever, but you still need a witness there. Yeah. So you can't really do it in secret when there's witnesses involved, right? Yeah. Contract is two people. Covenant marriage is cut between between three people. So uh, myself, you, and God. That's right. So what what ends up being the result of a marriage covenant? Well, when we were talking about it, really is uh, in a covenant relationship, in a covenant marriage, it's the complete union of two people. That's right. So when when a couple are married, when we were married, we weren't just allies or even friends, best friends anymore. Yeah. We were joined as one um on stage when pastor paul did the yeah. did the whole thing and we got there to do the, the final kiss yeah and that was the first time we ever kissed and uh-huh. <laughs> that's a different podcast <laughs> <laughs> and society saw us now on that piece of paper that we were now married that's right so and we it was are one uh, yeah it what's that scripture that we've used before is that three fold three fold cord is not easily broken it's right. between me, you, and God. That's right. And so now we are recognized as one couple. Mm-hmm. The goal for our conversation tonight really is to just understand that marriage needs to be a covenant and should not be, um, it shouldn't be so me-centered. Or word, legalized, like or legalistic. Legalistic, yeah. whereas you do this, I do that. I mean, there's some bargaining in marriage. Like, come on. like Yeah, but that's that's different. That's not... A service rendered. I mean, bargaining can be a whole different conversation when we talk about <laughs> um, just like meeting each other's needs and things like that. That's not, I mean, that's not a contract situation, right? Like we didn't, we didn't come yeah. into it where we had our whole list of demands. Right. We're not coming in with uh, these things need to be fulfilled before no. I do this. We're coming in with, we are going to love each other. And it's about we, and marriage is about 100% on your part giving and 100% on my part giving to each other. That's right, right? Like, it is about serving one another, and it is an act of service, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't, well, now, in our early years, I really begrudged serving you at all because, again, it was that that whole (laughs) mindset of, well, he just takes, 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 and all I do is give, 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 right? Right. Um, and I had to have an attitude and a real heart change toward you as far as w- the motivation for why I was choosing to withhold or choosing to serve, yeah. right? Like it was it was contingent on whether or not I felt like you deserved it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so whether or not you felt I deserved it or not. And, and in the early years of, of our relationship in particular, I didn't do a lot to earn any kind of respect, any kind of serving. And you still managed to somehow pull that off and still serve me and still 
um, love me and still put up with my nonsense. That's right. But if we're being honest here, there was ulterior motives on my side. It wasn't 100% pure, my intentions. What? Right? So it's more like, what can I do that will change your behavior? Oh, so you were trying to change me by yeah. serving the things that... That I so thought. So that, that seems like more of a, this is... A, well, trying, the give to get, right? <laughs> that were, whole contract mentality. You were giving to get something from me. You weren't giving because you wanted to just, I love no, him on this moment. Not at all. And I'm probably not alone in that. Um, no. and it, and it, I'm not saying that that was right. So here's a question that's completely offside. Does that still happen in our relationship? I would say no, not, not, ever? I, there's never a time where you're like, I'm going to do this for him, even though he was rude to me this morning. Oh, you're asking if I choose to serve regardless or, or you, if I withhold? No, you do the give to get thing where you're giving to get. You're giving because you want something from me, even though you may not tell me what that thing is. No, no, I don't think I do anymore. I think, um, again, when we get to like bargaining that it's like, hey, that's a whole different conversation. Yep. And we do a lot of that. We've learned the art of bargaining very well. And I think it works when it's done in the right way. Right, but that's that's not um, how it was for me early on where it was more, here's my list of expectations that I'm expecting yeah. you to do as my husband. This is what I signed up for. Yeah. And I remember like throwing that, like, this is not what I signed up for. You remember when you talked to me when we were dating, yeah. sitting in the car and you said you were going to do these things that's and now right. we're married and this isn't happening and you're a jerk face. Right. No, we literally had that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but contracts are about me. Like, what do I get out of it? Yeah. Covenants are about what can I give to my spouse? Well, and even thinking about a contract and the contracts that I signed is that it's for both protection for both parties. Mm -hmm. So that if something does go sideways, you're both protected and you get as much from each other as possible. Whereas in a relationship you're signing up for, or in a marriage you're, you're signing up for possibly, and we're going to talk a little, about it a little bit later, but just in my thought process, you're signing up for possibly one or the other, not fulfilling their end of the covenant at periods of time. That's right. Well, cause it, you can't look at it as fulfilling a contract. No. Right. But I mean, and there's, there's definitely roles as far as the things that you're better at, yep. you take charge of. Mm. And the things that I'm better at, I take charge of. Mm -hmm. And that's not um, old-fashioned. That just is what it is. I mean, you're better at lawn maintenance than I am, right? And I'm better at cleaning the bathrooms than you are. And so there's there's certain things that we bring to the relationship, like your strengths and my strengths. Yeah. And some things just happen to fall in the traditional man-woman role. And some things don't. And some things don't. And that's just, okay. I mean, you have to determine what in works. In your own relationship. Yeah, what works for yeah. you. Yeah. But remember, marriage is 100% effort on my part and yours. Divorce is 50-50. And the, the sad thing, too, about um, relationships, even as, we, as we've helped couples over the years and we are currently counseling couples, there is this tendency um, in Christian marriages or not that things get tough and it's almost like people shut down and instead of giving 100% they're only giving 50% of themselves 
and they're they're not willing to put in the same effort until they see the other person doing something. Right. And so something that as and I don't know if we've said this every episode is that in order for anything to happen in the marriage, you have to take a responsibility for your actions. Right. And own and own it. And own your part in it. If you're a jerk, you need to own that you're a jerk. If you're unforgiving, you need to own the fact that you're unforgiving. If right. you're um withholding things you need things, to own the yeah. fact that you are if you're if you have a foul mouth or you get personal when you guys fight you need to own that that's right and my owning that can't be can't hinge on her making any changes in herself that's right you so have to make that choice if i'm gonna if i'm gonna say hey like i want this to change in our relationship i have to change me yeah. and i have to take responsibility for me the things that she does to me I can blame her for that, but blame never helps anyone and no. we're never going to change in the relationship. That's right. And so all you're doing is take, if you take responsibility of you and I've, I've counseled very many men on this is like, they're like, well, this is what's happening at home. I said, well, there's nothing you can do about her, but what you can do yeah. is take responsibility for how you respond when you didn't get what you want from your wife. Yeah. And that's hard. And that's hard. And then the way you respond, well, how, how did you respond back? Was it angry or was it, hey, I understand. And did you show some grace or right. did you just freak out and yell and scream and things didn't, and then it turned into a big fight and you're mad at each other for three days and you're not talking. That's right. Oh, and we've been there. Oh boy, have we ever. <laughs> and like multiple times the over Bible 19 says, years. When the Bible says, don't let the sun set on your wrath. The sun set many times. <laughs> the sun set many times on our wrath. On, on the, 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 who, who's the one that was likely to sleep, to try to sleep on the couch? Me. <laughs> I have no problem sleeping in the middle of an, of an argument. The couch is uncomfortable. But again, it wasn't, it wasn't because I was, like, I was trying to get you to come and bring me back yeah you wanted me and to you chase never, you down and you never did because <laughs> I, I was so mad what like in in the moment when uh, we're young and i'm angry there's like oh i should go tell her all of my angry feelings right yeah. now and maybe that'll because that, that's what would have come out right is the the angry feeling that's funny how quickly when everything is going smoothly and you're in love and you're getting married everything is about you guys as a couple and you can't imagine ever having struggles or speaking to each other disrespectfully or anything how quickly the moment that something isn't being met how we reverted back to our list of demands even though we hadn't actually had a physical right. list you know what i mean well, that, I, I i thought them up on, on the, the fly <laughs> yeah you did meet this and now i'm angry that's right yeah and so we've what we've done is we've 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 actually taught on this before and we so we brought out some some of old material and and we're going to do a comparison mm -hmm. versus contract or contracts versus covenants. And so they're not the same things. And here are some of the most fundamental differences between the two. Right. So while a contract is legally binding, a covenant is a spiritual agreement. That's right. And it's also a legal one. Yeah. It's, because it's both. In the government, you know, we all had to pay the crazy fee to get that certificate. So it's a legal document. Absolutely it is. But thinking of it in a covenant mindset takes it that one step further that's not just our signatures like it's it's before god yeah absolutely and all the witnesses a contract is an agreement between parties well a covenant is a pledge that's right it was you see in all the old movies or the fantasy movies they cut their hand and i pledge that we're going to complete this quest 
And you, it's almost like that kind of thing when you're like in a conquest. A, it's like a conquest. Yeah. No, I, I don't consider you a conquest. No. <laughs> Standing on my. No, but that's, it here. has that that kind of feel, a contract. The attitude, kind of the seriousness of it, and it's it's like it's a it's a heart binding thing. Mm-hmm. A covenant, covenant is an agreement you can break. Is a, oh boy, a covenant a contract. A contract. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that part out of the editing. A contract is an agreement you can break. While a covenant is a perpetual promise, you choose. That's right. In your covenant, every single day to say yes. That's right. To your spouse. That's right. And you choose every single day of your covenant to love your wife. That's right. Forgive and your wife. That's right. And, you know, if you there's clothes on the floor next to the basket, remember, I've had to say this out loud to myself. I choose him. I chose <laughs> I chose him. I love him, even though I'm annoyed in, like annoyed in the moment of your... Is it because it didn't make it into the basket? Well... Moving on. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of stuff we got to talk about later. <laughs> you seal a covenant while you sign a contract. There's the consummating of the marriage. There's the kiss. There's yeah, the before yeah. God. There's the threefold core. There's all of these things. That's right. Where two people can just sit down with a witness if they need to, but usually it's just those two. Sign the contract. Both your signatures are on it, and now right. it's binding. Yeah. A contract is mutually beneficial relationship. Well, a covenant is something you fulfill. That's Again, right. Again, we're back to what we just said. It's a perpetual promise. That's you right. choose to fulfill the covenant and serve. and serve the other. That's right. A contract exchanges one good for another. Well, a covenant gives oneself to the other. That's right. And you that was, es- go ahead. You essentially give yourself up to the other person. When you choose to live with someone for the rest of your life, Mm-hmm. You have to make a lot of little micro choices in order yep. for that to be a successful, healthy thing. That's right. And you've got to be willing to die to oneself. Whereas in an agreement, you just have to meet the terms of the agreement and nothing more, nothing less. Right. In marriage, there's a lot more. That's right. A lot of it isn't written down. A lot of it isn't spoken. What happens when we have some friends that have struggled with this if their spouse gets sick? Mm-hmm. sick like actually sick and you didn't know that that was going to happen but that's a promise that wasn't written down yeah. except in your vows and the pledge for better, for and worse. the promise yeah. for better or for worse right but again when that's your reality it really kind of smacks you in the face of of how real and how honest did i yeah. did i mean that right yeah absolutely. i mean no one wants to be hit with unexpected health crises mm-hmm. or financial crises, right? You lose your job, you break right? a leg, I mean, you, you get can't a car for, accident. You can't foresee that. No. Um, but what you can do is choose to come together and work through that together. Yeah. You can opt out of a contract. Well, a covenant is about having the strength to hold up your part of the promise. That's right. That's so good. There's that's a, again that 100-100. That's 100-100. That's I, I'm choosing yep. you above all others and you're you're we've already talked about it so many times a perpetual promise you have to make small decisions it's something mm-hmm. that you fulfill that's right you have to constantly be outputting to your your spouse now outputting means that you're just constantly serving the other and always thinking of them above yourself that's it's right a we thing not just a me thing yeah and let's clarify it's not being a doormat yeah my choosing to serve you is because I love you and and I love what you bring to the table. And yeah, there's shortcomings because 
you're human and there's going to be shortcomings. You're not perfect. And I think if we can just wrap our minds around, we're not seeking perfection because you're not going to get it. Yeah. Right. And so what, what can I do? I can, again, lay out what my expectations are Yeah. and, and we can come to a place of understanding, right? Yeah. One can stop paying in a contract when one party is not fulfilling their part of the deal. And here's here's a really good one that we, we talked about for a while. Yeah. However, in a covenant, the party that's not getting their needs met supports the other party yeah. so that they can meet their obligations. That's right. And you had brought up, um, we have three kids. We had three C-sections. And so there a is a there is a huge recovery period um, with each of them. And with our first son, it was the worst recovery. Yeah. It was eight weeks, I think before I was finally, I was, I was, we had your mom in and I was off work for only two of those weeks. Yeah. And I went back to working 12, 14 hour days. They kept me in the warehouse. I wasn't, but I was still having to work long days, six days a week. And so I was having to come home and mom, mom in law was a huge help. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I could have survived, um, the beginning without mom in law because I'd had to learn all the new stuff, yeah. how to swaddle, how to, to change diapers, how to, to do this and how to like right. rock and blah, blah, and blah. All the things that I was doing yep. as far as, cause I was home and so, you know, the house was clean and there was meals and all this, that just went out the window. And- so I didn't hold a, a grudge. I didn't get angry. I didn't think less of in that moment. So I stepped up and I had to yeah. learn how to um, learn. I knew how to do laundry and I had to make dinners yeah. and I had to, and sometimes that meant like getting off work at nine o'clock at night and doing that stuff at nine right. o'clock at night. And yeah, sometimes you're frustrated. Like I, th- I think what people think is that you, you do these things sometimes with joy. That's the ultimate goal That's is right. to serve the your re- spouse. The reality of the situation wasn't always joyful, no. especially, you know, as we had, um, our other son and our daughter, as far as like, okay, now there's, there's more oh my chaos because we've got toddlers, right. Yeah. And a new baby. And then we had two, two, two toddlers and, and then a new baby. baby right. And, and you so, were still off. For and four I was or still five off weeks. for several weeks. And so I really felt like a failure and I overdid some things because I felt like I wasn't contributing. Yeah. And yeah, and right. even though I never, I don't think I put that pressure on you to no. hey, like get up and do that, but no. that's just your personality. And the other thing is too is that the thing even more in depth, one and maybe just pick on one thing mm-hmm. and just talk about the pledge in relationship or the roles of man and woman in relationship. We do believe in traditional roles, but we also believe that sometimes those they things can be flip-flopped. they can be flip flopped and yep. they change. And but we do understand very completely. And 100% that men and women are equal in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the stuff that we talk about, you have to make the choice in your relationship. And some things are just fundamental, communicating properly, loving properly, and doing all those things. There's a lot of foundational things, but you got to find out what works in your relationship to make it successful and that the covenant is being upheld. We have to make the perpetual promise to, to serve your spouse, serve your partner. Yeah. And you have to keep making that promise. It's a pledge, something that you just, you commit to and you go through. You have to fulfill that. You're giving of yourself to each other, of oneself to each other. You have to hold up your part of the promise, even when 
situations arise, even when things get hard, even when things are heavy, you have to hold up your end of the, the, the promise. Thanks for joining us. If you have any questions, please email us at amplifiedmarriage at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to you later.